preserving and protecting your digital legacy. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Ricard Steiber, founder and CEO of Good Trust. Welcome, Ricard. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. Of course, I should say welcome back. You, you've got a new uh, mission and that is a new company, I should say. What is your mission at Good Trust? Yeah, so the mission of Good has come from the context that none of us actually knows what happened to our digital stuff when we pass away. So the mission with Good Trust is to preserve and protect everyone's digital legacy. So both for yourself when you're alive, but also for your loved ones if they pass away. What's the scope of the challenge? With billions of people having social media and other accounts, how many account holders pass in a day or maybe even a week? Yeah, I think probably Facebook is a, is a good way to measure this. So with over 2 billion uh, active users, they have approximately 30,000 people passing uh, every day. Uh, you know, and actually it's interesting that, you know, Facebook among elders, especially in these COVID times, elders, you know, they are connected with their, you know, their children and their grandchildren. And Facebook is actually something that's, uh, you know, they use on, on a daily basis. So the scope is that 150,000 people are dying every day. At least, you know, two thirds of that have a significant online presence. And the problem is that if you were to pass away today yourself, think about your your email, your documents, your photos, your online banking, your insurance, your subscriptions, all of those things, would your loved ones or your family find those accounts? And the, pro the answer is probably no, which means that when someone passes away, there's so many accounts that never will be found. And even if your loved ones would know that these accounts existed, how do you go, go about finding access to those documents or your emails or photos or, or banking or money online? It's truly, truly difficult and it's very complex and each site has their own processes, their own requirements of documentation, which means that for someone who's in mourning, it's, it's an impossible task. So what Good Trust does is essentially being your one-stop shop for contacting us, giving us the, the documentation, the information, and then signing a power attorney. We will go and do, go for work on your behalf to, do, to get this sorted. Uh, and then the other thing we can do is that if you're still alive and smart, you essentially register your sites, your social media, what you want to have as a last post, your most important document, maybe your, your will or life insurance or some other documents you don't want to get lost. And maybe even have some last goodbyes to, to your, uh, your family. I have two young daughters. I can tell them I love them. I'm proud of them. And they will get these messages if, if I pass away. So, so you can essentially then put a time box and tell who should have the, these assets if something were to happen to you. I imagine this is really hard for people to even want to think about, you know, nobody wants to think that this is going to happen, even though we all know it will. And it's very difficult for family members to kind of wrap their head around such a difficult time. Yep. What do friends and family find most comforting about, you know, some of the memorials even uh, for lost loved ones? Yeah, I think it's, it's a very good point. I mean, typically, if today you have this kind of memorial or obituary that's like a photo album you can pay your respects. I do think that actually Facebook is very important because most people have Facebook. That's where, uh, you know, you have your social graph, your friends. So as a family, you want to take control of Facebook and make sure that that's a, a channel you can in, inform, you know, the friends of the deceased one, but also maybe for them to connect and remember the good, the good old days. And also by taking charge of 
uh, Facebook and memorializing it, you're, you're sort of removing all those awkward sort of birthday uh, reminders or maybe you know work anniversaries on LinkedIn that you don't want to uh, have from, from, from dead people. Uh, what's interesting we found is that as this is digital is actually a great way to learn about people. So let's take an example. You wanna you want to play a song on someone's funeral and you're wondering which song should I play? Actually Spotify could be a great source to find out what are the most popular most played songs from the deceased person on Spotify and picking something that works for the funeral or maybe which photo to put on the on the memorial uh, you know maybe you look at one of the facebook photos that are most liked or the, that the person kind of thought was representative of him or her so actually you know by having access to these digital assets you can actually learn a lot of about the deceased person that you may not even knew when he or she was alive you and I talked about how still very new a lot of this is and how a lot of these um, digital companies, social platforms just still aren't really ready or used to how to handle uh, some of this change. How responsive are the people and the companies that you contact in helping your clients during this time? Yeah, I, I would say that they are not uh, really up to the, the challenge here. And uh, Google and Facebook have uh, something called a legacy and an inactive account manager. They have a process, but most of the digital sites don't have a process for this. You, you essentially have to email customer service and go back and forth. Uh, so, it's, so it's very unclear. You can't really talk to someone on the phone with these online companies uh, at all, which means that they are not. So I think what one of the things that we want to do now, we're, we're still early on, is that we want to also help these sites with providing you know, best practice, guidance, maybe some, some code that they can use. Because many of these sites that are great at building, you know, great services that attract and retains and you know, up and crosses customers throughout the life cycle. That's, that's what online sites do. They don't necessarily think about you know, that their customers are gonna you know, die because that's kind of a, an edge case. But I think what we can do is maybe also provide some standards or best practice so that you know, this, whole, this can be sold a little bit easier. Today, if you have you know, the average person, according to, to LastPass, uh, an employee has 191 uh, passwords. You know, it's, you know, going after that would be like impossible. What are the legal implications and responsibilities that you have to consider when shutting off subscriptions and celebrating someone's life on the internet? Yeah, so, so typically you can close down most accounts if you can prove that uh, you know, your relationship to the person, the person has passed away. So that's, that's kind of easy. Where it's getting a little bit more tricky is that if you want to extract, uh, maybe you have an Apple phone, uh, maybe you want to have the photos from, from, from your father or from, from your brother or, or your partner, then Apple and Google, they wouldn't hand over photos. You essentially need a court order instructing them with very specific text, which is different from Google, different from Apple. So you need actually two different court orders. Uh, and then handing that over to them, and then they will essentially give you a USB memory and, and access to, to the photos. But if you think about it, if you think about 100,000 people dying every day, many have a Google account, maybe have a Facebook account, have an Apple account, for all of them to come with court orders in order to get you know, the digital assets that are rightly theirs, it's, it's, it's just doesn't scale. It doesn't work for Google, doesn't work for the grieving family. So I would say there is a, there is a storm coming where this problem is you know, much bigger than we want to think about because we don't want to think about mortality. We don't want to think about death. 
So what we're trying to do at Good Trust is essentially provide you know, a more simple solution, simplifying this problem. It's, it's, it's not going to be solved tomorrow, but we're kind of embarking on this journey to, to solve this problem as we move into the future. Kind of touching on that a little bit, removing social media accounts may be difficult enough, but what about subscription accounts or financial accounts where transactions yeah. or balances are outstanding? Yeah, I would say that uh, in most countries, finding your, your bank accounts, uh, you know, there are processes for, for those things. But uh, if you look at your, when you meddle with the Bitcoins on your Coinbase account, you know, if, if you don't tell anyone about that, you know, no one's ever going to find that and it's just going to be lost in, in, in cyberspace. So, and also in some cases, you know, if you're an insurance company, maybe the insurance company doesn't want to pay the premium. So if you, if you don't claim it in time, you know, you're not, you're not going to get uh, the life insurance. The banks doesn't necessarily want to give away their money. So there are some con contraproductive incentives. And as you know, some of the giants like Facebook, of course, they want to handle your, your uh, content with care, but they don't necessarily want you to put it out of the Facebook graph either. So it's not that all of these people who handle your money or your content want it to be leaving their properties. So there, there are some challenges there with the uh, contradictory incentives. Rickard Stiber, founder and CEO of Good Trust. If somebody wants to understand more about Good Trust or uh, maybe they've got questions or want to connect with you personally, what's the best way they can do that? So the best way is to contact me on ricard at mygoodtrust.com or check us out on mygoodtrust.com. Sounds good. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me. And if somebody wants to follow more of my interviews, you can do that right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.